Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. My sincere thank you to a longtime friend, Mike Petralia, who has the Jungle Roar podcast and joins us now from Cincinnati after having left the stadium. What was the last thing that you heard as you were leaving, Mike? What was the last update that you got? Well, Amy, the last thing we uh, understood as we all left the stadium tonight is that uh, Damar is in critical condition at the University of uh, Cincinnati Medical Center. It's an outstanding facility, but Damar Hamlin uh, was taken there with um, family uh, in an ambulance. It took a couple of minutes, actually, to locate his family inside the stadium. That's what caused a little bit of a delay in him leaving the stadium, but he was taken to the uh, University of Cincinnati Medical Center, where he is listed uh, officially in critical condition, and that's all we know at this point. That happened a little after 9 o'clock Eastern time. I guess by the time they got his family in the ambulance, as you point out, there was a little bit of a delay. What happened at the stadium, as best you can tell, in the wake of the ambulance departing and the two teams heading back to their locker rooms? So that was the subject of a conference call I was on with uh, Troy Vincent of the National Football League at around midnight. And he said, really, that the thing to understand is that there was never any consideration of resuming the game once they determined the, the severity of the situation regarding DeMar Hamlin. They were not uh, prepared, and the Bills certainly were not prepared to resume that game. And the Bengals were uh, almost uh, as distraught and disturbed by what they just saw on the field right before 9 p.m. And there was never any consideration of resuming the game. Uh, the league was in very close contact with Sean Smith, the uh, referee in the game. Uh, and it was Smith who uh, individually and collectively spoke with Sean McDermott, head coach of the Bills, and Zach Taylor, head coach of the Bengals. And they made a decision to take the teams back to their respective locker rooms talk to them, update them on the situation the best they could. Uh, and it was pretty evident pretty quickly, Amy, that uh, this game was not going to resume. The timeline was uh, at 9.16 after the ambulance had uh, departed the field um, to suspend the game temporarily. And mm-hmm. I found that a little bit odd, but uh, I think they were just trying to determine what the situation was with Damar Hamlin uh, leaving the stadium and going to the hospital. But uh, once it was determined that Hamlin was in uh, critical condition as he arrived at the hospital, uh, at 10.01 p.m., the announcement came from the NFL to officially postpone the game. I know there was no media availability for either team, the Bills or the Bengals, and I understand the Bills are on their way back to Buffalo. Um, But there were players moving around. Uh, We saw some video of family, also the officials who were underneath the stadium as well. I'm not sure where you were, Mike, but what did you see in the wake of the players heading back to the locker rooms? So uh, we, uh, as a media contingent covering the Bengals, um, we're hanging out right outside the Bengals locker room, and we were attempting to go down to the media interview room, not the media workroom, but the media interview room uh, in anticipation of some type of announcement from someone as to what was going on. That never occurred, and I think it, the decision uh, was a good one because I think it was such a sensitive, taut situation that Troy Vincent 
uh, alluded to several times in his conference call, emotions were high, uh, that once it was determined that uh, the media, there was going to be no media availability, we, all we could do is sit back and watch Joe Burrow, Ted Karras, Sam Hubbard, Joe Mixon, four of the Bengal game captains that I saw, make their way down to the Bills locker room and offer um, you know, sympathy and support. What else can you do it? in a situation like that. And that's what, um, you know, the Bengals were able to do. And that's, that was my vantage point throughout the 45 minute period between nine fifteen and 10 o'clock. Hmm. Mike Petralia is with us from Cincinnati, where he has just recently departed the stadium. He covers the Bengals and has the jungle roar podcast. And uh, we're longtime colleagues going back to our days in new England. It's after hours here on CBS sports radio in the stadium. When, he was out there on the field and the players had surrounded him. Um, your perspective, where you were and what it sounded like inside the stadium uh, as people were waiting, really kind of holding their breath. Well, um, it's interesting you say that, Amy, because there was silence, as there usually is in a serious injury situation in the NFL. That is sadly not unusual because it's a violent sport, uh, but usually you see the thumbs up or you see some type of indication that he's going to be okay and players get back to their uh, respective sidelines after collecting them themselves and you know their thoughts are with their injured teammate in the locker room that wasn't the case once he was on the field receiving cpr and it was evident to a lot of the players what was going on that this was a life saving measure being taken by uh, you know first responders and emergency personnel on the field, uh, it had a whole different tone. Mm. And then when he was uh, loaded into the ambulance, there was the cheer uh, of support from the fans in the stadium. And that is obviously something you hear all the time in different stadiums uh, around different sports. When that happens, you cheer for the athlete uh, who is needing you know, critical medical attention. But once that happened, uh, it was obvious that Sean Smith, the referee, and uh, Sean McDermott of the uh, Bills and Zach Taylor, when they got together, the game was not going to resume. And then there was a stunned silence. There was not, no, not, you could hear a pin drop mm. in Paycor Stadium tonight, Amy. It was unlike any environment I have ever been in because I think I'd say 80 to 85% of the people sensed what was going on. A couple of things that stand out to me, and, and you mentioned football is such a violent sport, but the electricity in the stadium, and you were there, the excitement, the adrenaline, all of the anticipation for this game, and it comes to a grinding halt. So as you point out, it was from one extreme to the other. Um, so that's one thing that really struck me. And I think even as we, we've covered football a long time, as you say, we see serious injuries and we see games stop. We see teams rally around an injured player and the medical staff out there on the field. We even see ambulances periodically on a field. Right. But what I think really indicated to me that this was something extreme the the facial expressions and the looks on the faces of not just the Bills but also the Bengals who very quickly realized this was different. Very much so, Amy. And I'll tell you another thing. It really struck me when the teams went to the locker room because I said to a couple of my colleagues uh, sitting next, sitting around me in the, in the press box at Paycor, I said they're not coming back out. There is no way after seeing what they just saw 
that they're going to be able to play and resume play in this game tonight. And, you know, essentially Troy Vincent confirmed that on the conference call that it was a very emotional, raw, um, you know, a very difficult situation emotionally for uh, players to handle and, st- and coaches to handle because the league really had not ever seen anything like this on this scale before. And when, when you hear that kind of language and verbiage from a former player like Troy Vincent, um, I don't take those words lightly. I think the league was the shuddered at what w- they were watching on TV and they put into place an emergency action plan. Uh, they administered it, I think, the best way they could, uh, and they made the best decision that they possibly could, and that was to postpone the game and, and consider the life of you know, a, a, for, a, a fellow uh, NFL player and put that at the top of the list in terms of priority. Mm. We get very wrapped up in our sports. We get very involved and very emotionally invested in outcomes and games and even nuances, a call here, a snap there. But it pales in comparison when you think about a young man's life hanging in the balance. So if you would like to see more of what Troy Vincent had to say and Mike's observations from being at the stadium throughout the last several hours, you can find him on Twitter at Trags, T-R-A-G-S. My sincere thank you and gratitude, Mike. I know it's been a long Long evening for you, but thank you so much for your observations and for your insight. Amy, uh, always a pleasure talking with you. Tough circumstances tonight, I think, for any sports fan um, who was tuning in to uh, watch the celebration of two great football teams and unfortunately, real life interrupted. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.